I just really believe that the Holy Spirit wants to just give some revelations into your life and pour things into your life that you never dreamed, hoped or imagined before. The Christian walk is not one where you just say, you know, yes to Jesus and yes you do and He comes into your heart and changes your life and He does. But it's a continual relationship where you walk with Him and you learn and you grow and you change. Someone say change. There is a change. You should be able to look back at your life and realise that you are not the same person when you gave your life to Christ. Come on, can I hear an amen today? There should be a tangible difference. There should be a tangible change. There should be something that is different upon your life with the way you think, the way you act, the way you move, the way you relate to family and the way you relate to Jesus Christ himself. There needs to be a change. The Apostle Paul said, do not conform to this world by what? Be transformed by what? The renewing of your Hey. And so as you walk with Christ, I pray that, that your mind be renewed, that you will think differently, that you'll see differently, that you'll experience differently. Why? Because you had an encounter with Jesus Christ that is not just a, a, a fad, it's not, about, it's not just about getting excited, but it's a tangible change that will change your life and that will not just affect you, but your children and the generations to follow in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen today? We live in a world and a society where it seems like information is so readily available. You've gone to the days where you need to go to a library and, and I mean, libraries are a wonderful place or peace and quiet. A place where the ambient lighting is so lovely until there's a kid crying. You know what I'm talking about. Well, you can go on the catalogues and you can search up books and you can search up information. But we live in an age and a generation where you don't need to go to libraries to get information. You can get that all available at the palm of your hand. You know what I'm talking about this morning. And whilst it's all well and good that, that we can go and get information and we can search and I'm all about searching, I'm all about learning and increasing and growing in our faith and, and growing as a person, expanding our mind. But somehow, just somehow, I think our mindset of research has come into the way with our Christian walk and our walk with Jesus. And I want to just maybe share a couple of things with us this morning that maybe, just maybe, the things that God wants us to know cannot be found at the end of a Google search. Oh, hear me out, hear what I'm saying this morning. There are some things that you cannot find on the end of a Google search. There are some things that you cannot find based on the information that people put on Twitter, TikTok or social media. There are some things that you can, cannot find, you know, looking, using artificial intelligence to help you. And I want to put it to us this morning that maybe for some of us, we need to get and we need to, we need to have a mind shift change where we stop researching and looking at chat GPT, but rather spending time with G-O-D. Oh, come on. You heard it first at Inspired Church today. Time to lose chat beat GPT and start spending time with G-O-D. Come on. You need to start, start chatting with G-O-D instead of chatting with chat GPT because at the end of a search, you know, one thing is to, to look up a search and it's all well and good and thank God for information, technology, but there is one thing that is certainly different about all of that is when we spend time with the Lord Jesus Christ and we hear His wisdom and what He has got to say. Because His ways are not our ways. Come on. His thoughts are not our 
And thank God for that. And the church said, His ways are not our ways. And you know, what's in particularly interesting is in an age where if you don't even want to think, that's you don't even have to think anymore. We've got artificial intelligence. That'll do all the thinking for you. And don't get me wrong, I've got nothing against artificial intelligence. I think it's a fantastic thing. It's an amazing thing, but it will never replace time with Jesus Christ. It will never, no amount of technology and artificial intelligence will ever replace time in the presence of God and His wisdom and His grace and His mercy. And I think we've got to be careful that we don't take the way we use technology into the way we have our relationship with Christ. Because if we do, we will relegate our relationship with Christ on a humanistic level instead of a God level. And, just, and today I just know that God wants to take our relationship, you know, from this to this. And that's going to happen when we spend time in the presence of God and hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what have you got to say about this circumstance and situation? What do you think about this matter? And maybe running to Google is not going to give you that answer, but running to Christ will do that. In a world where there is information overload and the ability to have even technology think for us, we find ourselves in a position where we have all the gear but no idea. We have all the theory, but we have a vacuum in the way we apply it. You might have heard it said before that knowledge is knowing what to say, but wisdom is knowing when to say it. James 1.5 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of who? God. It doesn't say ask of Google. Who gives all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. Today's message, if you'd like to put a title on this message, is this. It's called God's Gift of Wisdom. And in a generation where we have all the information, you can research anything within minutes. We now more than ever need the wisdom of God to navigate life. Come on, can I hear an amen today? Information is not going to cut it. Popular opinion is not going to cut it. What people are saying or not saying or what groups you agree or disagree is not going to cut it. What's going to cut it is having a relationship with Christ and hearing what Christ has got to say on a certain circumstance and situation. Because if we get to a point where we look at things instead of God, I think we're in a very tricky position. So now the question is, we know that the gift of wisdom is available to us through God, but the question is, how do we take the gift of wisdom that God has so readily available to us and take it and put it into our lives so we can see the wisdom of God outworked and become a reality in Jesus' name? Proverbs chapter 2, if you've got your Bibles, why don't you look at that with me today, and we're going to pick it up from verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and if you lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures, then, listen carefully, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. 
The book of Proverbs was written by uh, King Solomon, who was said to have been, many scholars agree, the wisest man in the world. And in, in chapter 2, he's actually speaking to his son. And that is the context of this scripture, a father speaking to a son about wisdom. But who knows that thousands of years later, we can be here at Inspire Church watching online and we can receive from the Word of God and it is so relevant to our situation that we are facing today. So hear this. So what can we do to receive God's gift of wisdom in our lives? Well, the first thing that we need to do, and we're going to be breaking down the Scripture today, is the first thing we need to do is we need to receive and treasure wisdom. Come on, hear me out this morning. We need to receive. Someone say receive. Hey, hey, hey. And not just receive. We need to treasure. We need to treasure the Word of God that's been been given. My son, this is, if you receive my words, if you receive and treasure my words within you. Let me just say this. Wisdom can never benefit us unless it's received and treasured. Hear me out today. Wisdom can never be of benefit to us unless it's received and treasured. We all know that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, speaks to us and teaches us and shows us things that we want, that we ought to know. And any questions that we might have, He wants to answer us. But I've often found a bit of a challenge in my life, and maybe this is not you today, where sometimes the Holy Spirit tells us things that we do not want to hear. Oh, come on, hear me out. No, no, this is for the vice down the road. You know what the challenge with the Holy Spirit is? Sometimes He will tell us, He will give us wisdom, He will tell us certain things and we do not agree with what He's saying. And then you know what happens when we don't agree? We whinge, we grumble, we switch off and go, no, Holy Spirit, I ain't doing that. And you know what the challenge with that is that we've got to be careful, is that sometimes is that the Holy Spirit will say to us things that we do not agree with. And can I tell you that when He does that, it's not because the Holy Spirit's trying to hurt you. He's trying to make you better. We can hear Scriptures like from the Apostle Paul. that says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But you know how you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind? is when you listen to the Holy Spirit and you treasure His words and say, Holy Spirit, if you say it, I'm going to do it. Or else no change is going to happen. We need to be people. We need to receive and we need to treasure the gift of the Word from that comes from the Holy Spirit. We need to embrace God's gift and we need to receive and we need to learn. You see, the word to receive, the word receive is a verb. It's a doing word. It means to take into one's possession something that is offered, paid and delivered. So when the Holy Spirit shares with you a word, you know what you need to do? You need to receive that word. You need to treasure that word, knowing that what the word that has been given to you is for there for your benefit. It's not there to harm you. It's there to make you feel better. And you know what the challenge can be sometimes? Sometimes it doesn't feel good when the Holy Spirit gives you a rebuke sometimes. Oh, no, no, nobody in this church gets a rebuke from the Holy Spirit. That's just me. Sorry, I forgot. You know what the thing is? When the Holy Spirit rebukes you, do not despise the rebuke. Do not despise the rebuke of the Holy Spirit. Receive it and treasure and say, Holy Spirit, if you're saying it, it's because you know what's best for me. And so what is my position? My position is to humble myself and say, Holy Spirit, yes, you are right. I'm wrong. I will receive and I will do in Jesus' name. 
Let me ask you, how are you with receiving from the Holy Spirit? You know, we can all receive well from the Holy Spirit when it's a blessing. Oh, do this and you'll get a million dollars. But what about when the Holy Spirit says, give that away? You know, it's really annoying. I'll tell you a story. There was once a time I was in the kids' ministry. I was in the car park and, and I was like, Lord Jesus, there's a mini moke in the car park. For those who don't know what that is, it's a British army vehicle with no roof and no doors. I'm all about safety. And, and, and I said, I said, Holy Spirit, wow. I was like, God, I really want that car. And you know what God said to me? That's great, James. Why don't you just go and uh, buy someone else a car you know that, who needs one? I'm like, I don't want that. I was like, God, I don't want that. I had to learn to submit to the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And there was actually something that happened when, when, when that happened. Sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to tell you things that you do not want to do. Can I, can I tell you something today? You need to learn to submit. Sometimes submission is not what's happening in public, it's what's happening in your heart. And you know what the funny thing is? If you would have looked at me that way, happy clappy James, you know, with my Inspire Kids shirt, with my Oakley sunnies, my hat back to front, James is all happy, love and serving the children's ministry and the Holy Spirit is saying, why don't you just buy that person a car and I'm having a discussion with the Holy Spirit. Like sometimes you need to do the things that you do not want to do. You've got to learn to submit. You've got to learn to submit. You need to treasure what the Holy Spirit says. Even when it does not line up with your way of thinking, because every time you submit to the Holy Spirit, you know what you're doing? You are re-changing your mind to become more like Christ. So that word that Paul says, do not conform to this world, but be transformed. Transformation happens when you submit and you say, Holy Spirit, yes. Yes. Your flesh is like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yes. What area of your life do you need to submit to the Holy Spirit today? The next thing we need to do, we need to incline our ears to wisdom. In a world with a lot of voices and a lot of stuff going on around, you know, the, the voice of a political upheaval, the voice of insecurity, the voice of, not in this church, gossip. We need to learn to incline our voice to the voice of the Holy Spirit. My son, what does it say? So incline your ear to wisdom and apply understanding to your heart. Let me tell you, what I've noticed with the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit, you know what? He doesn't shout. He doesn't shout. But rather, when He speaks, He speaks with a small, quiet voice. And you know what the thing with small, quiet voices? You know, I've learned to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit because when I got married, I married a girl who was very Quiet when she, sp she speaks. Except when the kids do all the wrong things, then that's a different story. Then she becomes Pavarotti. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> because you know what the challenge sometimes? Some of us, we've grown up in a house where you're used to a family barking at each other. And you know what it is? You come into a relationship with the Holy Spirit and you expect the Holy Spirit to bark at you, but he doesn't do that. He speaks quietly. And why does he speak quietly? He speaks quietly because he gets us to a place where we need to incline our ears to hear what he's got to say. And you know when you incline your ears to somebody, what's that? You're getting closer in relationship. Some of us today, you need to get closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit. And how you're going to do that is when you incline your ear to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. It's time to start in, stop inclining our ears to gossip. Come on now, to bad news. Him, on. How on, can I hear an amen this morning? 
We need, to, we need to incline our ears and we need to incline them to the voice of the Holy Spirit. We need to learn to do that. The next thing we need to do is we need to apply our hearts to wisdom. The one thing is to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, but its power is made into full effect when we action what he says. Don't be just a hearer of the word. Hear me out. Don't be just a hearer. What does James say? Be a? Oh, some of us knew what that word is. All right, for those who did not know, when you hear the Holy Spirit sitting down and just saying, oh, great, thank you, Jesus, you gave me a word and do nothing is not going to help you. Wisdom is in full effect when you take what the Holy Spirit says and put legs to it and do something about it. There are people in this room today, you need to put legs to what the wisdom of God and what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you in order to receive a benefit from the Word of God. Or else, you, you, you know what you're going to be doing? Is you're going to be hearing the voice of God. You can hear about the benefits and it's maybe an if come. We need to get to a place where we take that word and we say, okay, Holy Spirit, I receive it by faith. And now because I've received it by faith, I'm going to do something about it in Jesus' name. To understand and apply wisdom of the Holy Spirit in our hearts involves, listen carefully, receiving it by faith. Receiving by faith. And you know what's particularly interesting about that? It's in total contrast with the way humanistic thinking. I've often... I've discovered that humanistic thinking is, is actually polar opposites to the Word of God. Some of us, we are looking through when God speaks through the eyes of humanistic thinking. And you know what the challenge with that is? Is that sometimes there needs to come a point in your life where you need to put down the lens of humanistic thinking and go, okay, Holy Spirit, what have you got to say? What have you got to say? Because if the thing about humanistic thinking, thinking is that humanistic thinking, listen carefully, is polar opposite to the Word of God. It is total opposite to the Word of God. And so with that in mind, we need to ask for discernment. Come on, someone say discernment. Hey, verse 3. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift your voice for understanding. Solomon is saying, hey, 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 son, this is how you need to seek the Lord so that you may know how to discern what is in front of you, that you have the ability to judge well, the ability to decide between truth and error. You know, the key to an uncompromising life lies in our ability to exercise discernment in every part of our life. Hear me out. For example, failure to distinguish between truth and error leaves us subject to a manner of false teaching. False teaching will lead to unbiblical mindsets, which results in unfruitful and disobedient living, which is a recipe and a concoction for compromise. Ooh. You know what I often see is that sometimes we look at people and that you see people that are living an uncompromised life and you, you judge them based on what's happening right now, but you'll find that it was not a one-time decision that got them to that place. It was multiple bad decisions and not hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let me ask you today, do you need to hear, there's a certain area, there's people in this house, there's certain areas of your life you need to ask the Holy Spirit for some stuff. 
And more than just asking the Holy Spirit, I want to tell you today, you need to listen and you need to be obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because if you are not doing that, you're going to live an uncompromised life. It's going to lead down the road of destruction. Charles Spurgeon took it one step further. I love this guy. Discernment is not a matter of simply telling the difference between right and wrong, but rather telling the difference between right and almost right. I'll say that again. Discernment is not a matter of simply telling the difference between right and wrong. This is a whole another step further, but rather telling the dis- difference between right and almost right. You know what the challenge with almost right is? Almost right is a one degree here, but kilometres down the track is kilometres down the other end. We need to be, we need to hear the wisdom of God. Come on, can I hear an amen today? The last thing we need to do is we need to seek and we need to search. If you, verse four, if you search and sorry, if you seek and search her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures. Solomon is saying, hey, son, wisdom is of high value. Wisdom is of high value. It is something that you need as something that you need to search for. You know, when you spend time with the Holy Spirit and seek the face of God, this is showing us about how our posture and our attitude and our mindset in this space should be. It is what Solomon is talking about in this meeting. He's saying, son, you know what? Here is the posture. Here is the attitude of how you need to be when, trying to, when, 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 you, when you want to receive wisdom from the Holy Spirit. You need to, be, you, you need to search. You need to seek. You know, the reason why this word is here, it's a reminder of how our relationship with the Holy Spirit needs to be. We need to be in a place where we position our heart in a pursuit of seeking, of chasing, of pursuing, running after the Holy Spirit. It's a reminder that wisdom is of high value. Let me ask you today, how are you doing with the voice of wisdom in your life? Do you shrug it off as common or do you place value on it? If you're in a place where you don't place value on the wisdom of God, can I encourage you, please change that. Change that. It's time for us to place wisdom and value on wisdom, knowing that wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit. When we receive and treasure His commands, when we incline our ears, to the Holy Spirit and we apply our heart to understanding and ask for discernment, this is what happens. Verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. I was looking for the keyboardist, but that means solicitors for me to continue. (laughs) What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord, listen carefully, church. The fear of the Lord is not about getting scared of God. Hear me out. It's not about getting scared of God. 
The fear of the Lord is this. Then, is sorry, the fear of the Lord is a continual submission to God in humility and in faith. So let's put that in context of this scripture. Then you'll understand the continual submission to God in humility and faith of the Lord and you will find knowledge of God. 